0: It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast
1: with Scott and Kat.
0: Here
1: we go. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of After 9. Thank you for putting up with our obnoxious vacation schedule. We were (laughs) off yesterday, and we will be Mondays right through till the end of the month. (laughs) Uh, Did you have a good weekend?
0: I had an okay weekend. Yeah, it was okay. My little one was sick, so, you know. uh, And is she Okay. She's, you know what, not necessarily, no, not really. She's not, she's a little better than she was. But, yeah, she's still a little bit off,
1: unfortunately. But,
0: yeah, you know, did what we could with the weekend, but it wasn't much of a weekend, to be honest.
1: Before I get to a couple of hot takes from the DMs that came in while we were off, Uh, a lot of people seem to be binging podcasts that they missed when they were at the cottage or they're downloading a bunch of them to listen to at the cottage. So that's great, everybody. Um, We'll get you caught up with those DMs coming up in a few. First off, I'm going to run a few headlines by you. You tell me if you need more information or if we need more information to discuss america first and foremost and their damn guns holy cow they we know that there's a lot less people flying because of the pandemic but u.s airport screeners are finding more and more guns at a much higher rate 80 percent of the guns they're finding are in carry-on bags and they're loaded according to the u.s transportation safety administration
0: thank god i'm not traveling right now
1: Well, and you know what? I don't think that these people are packing their guns so that they can hijack a plane. I don't think it's like that at all. I think the problem here is that it's so second nature for them to be packing at all times that they just thought, OK, grab my toothbrush, grab my razor, got my gat. Yeah, OK, we're good to go. And they don't even think to themselves, oh, shit, I can't bring a loaded gun on an airplane.
0: Come on. Go oh, darn it. Now you are. Dag nabbit.
1: Maybe people don't know this, but you are allowed to fly with a gun. But the gun has to be locked up in a, 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 well, I guess it would be a locked device of some sort. You
0: have to declare it.
1: You have to declare it. It's got to go in your checked baggage. And I believe you have to store the ammunition separate from the actual gun. Right, right. So there's some rules there. America. You can't just grab your 9 millimeter and throw it in a bag and walk through the airport security like nothing's happening. <laughs> Why do you think they have that screener there specifically to catch the guns? That's unreal. Unbelievable. Um, MGM Resorts. They're losing a lot of money in Vegas, Kat. Yeah, I and imagine. Almost all of their cases are community spread. We're talking about COVID-19. So to fill some of the empty hotel rooms in Vegas, their pitch now from MGM Resorts is, hey, since you're working from home anyway, come to Vegas, work from your hotel room here, and then you can go and do the Vegasy kind of stuff at night because they're basically fully open down there. You can go to casinos. You can go to clubs. You can do all sorts of shit in Vegas right now. Interesting idea if you're single, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I do think it's an interesting idea. And I think that there are some people that hear that that go, yep, sign me up. But yeah, Never that's, thought of that. Let's we, go. <laughs> but you absolutely have to be at a certain stage and point in your life and possibly even your career, depending what you do to be able to follow through with that. It'll be a small percentage of people. I mean, the thought of it is nice. Um, but would a lot of people do it pre 2020 even right? Obviously, they want to make money at the casinos. I get it. It's a I, I suppose it's smart. Not the first time we've heard something like this. It was a more uh, exotic type place that was offering this a while back that we talked about. And it all sounds great, but realistic, not for most people.
1: Ontario's Human Rights Commission has found that black people in Toronto are disproportionately arrested, charged and subjected to the use of force by the city's police force. In a report that they released yesterday, the commission found black people are more likely to be arrested, charged, overcharged, struck, shot or killed by Toronto police. This is part of the commission's second interim report into anti black racial profiling and discrimination by the Toronto Police Service. It found that despite representing just 8.8% of the city's population, black people represented almost a third of all charges laid. Mm. This report's a little misleading. I think it's a little misleading. Okay. I, I really wish that this wasn't an interim report. I think they probably should have wait, waited and put out all the information. And I'm not going to take a position on this, but I was going through some of the comments because various news outlets have reported it. And it's amazing. The, the news source really solicits different responses. So, for example, some news sources, a lot of the comments are, we've been saying it for years discrimination against black people the toronto police force is racist it's unfair how they treat black people that's the narrative in some of the comments and then you read other comments that are asking things like if they represent 8.8 percent of the city's population but a third of all the charges did the charges lead to convictions i.e did they actually commit the crime is it reasonable to say then that 8.8 percent of the population is committing a third of the crimes and then that would obviously give the police a little more um, uh, of a defense when they try and explain these numbers that they arrested, charged, overcharged, struck, shot, or killed more often or disproportionately, to use their word, than others. It's an interesting conversation, and it's probably long overdue that we had it, but I think just putting out this information as is without any context or without any further information really just leads to... A lot of negative feelings. It's almost like they only put out part of the story because I'm curious about the follow up on that. Uh, My first question is, why? Why is it that a third of the crime that people were charged for in Toronto came from the black population? What is leading to that? Were they targeted more? Were they surveilled more? or was this just plain uh, yeah, light just, of day Crowd, you, you want a
0: further you want more you want more investigation on it you want more detail sure yeah right. Uh, i but think that this that, is
1: just leading to more racist conversations right. and that's not okay either right by not putting out all the information uh <laughs> justin trudeau JT. he's Your up at the, he's my favorite yeah yeah so i think most people know the wee scandal we explained that have you heard about the new scandal
0: no, I didn't hear much about the new scandal.
1: So here's the deal. Uh, today, a couple more federal cabinet ministers, the youth minister, Bardish Chagger, and uh, employment minister, uh, Carla Quatro, um and Ian Shugart is the clerk of the Privy Council. They're all going to testify at the House of Commons Finance Committee hearings into the WE scandal. Now, as that's going on, there's another scandal that has broke. The government is defending its decision to have the CMHC, Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, oversee the rent relief program for small businesses. So people are wondering why the CMHC, rather than the CRA, Canada Revenue Agency, were asked to run this commercial rent assistance program. Mm -hmm. So an official with Bill Morneau, the finance minister's office, says CMHC got it because they were considered the best fit because they understand Canada's real estate market. But the CMHC, as it turns out, couldn't handle it. So even though they got the contract to do this, they farmed it out to MCAP, a mortgage company, to administer the program. Here's the problem, though. The executive VP of MCAP is married to Katie Telford, the prime minister's chief of staff. Could that just be a coincidence? Well, you know, it, it comes down to, uh, sure, it could or be a Or is it a witch hunt? It could be a witch hunt. Yeah, it's a witch hunt. You know, there are definite ties here, and it's part of a bigger narrative. And if there's nothing to it, there's nothing to it, but there's certainly enough there that we should probably do a little more digging. And these hearings are designed to get questions answered. I just hope they answer the questions. But that's going to happen today. If you're one of the political junkies, you can check that out. Uh, The prime minister will not be participating today because it's really weird. His itinerary that they put out every day, everybody can log on and see what the prime minister is doing every day. His itinerary yesterday said he was in Ottawa for private meetings. In reality, there's pictures surfacing all over social media of Trudeau hanging out at a cottage, a beautiful one, by the way, on Georgian Bay. Mm -hmm. So now I don't know if they were trying to hide the fact that he wasn't working and he was at the cottage. I don't know why they would say he was in Ottawa for meetings when he really wasn't. However, this cottage trip that he's doing right now, they've updated his itinerary for today. All it says is Ontario. (laughs)
0: well they're not going to disclose his exact location i mean come on i don't know man give me a break a he deserves a vacation b nobody at your work has ever fucked up on someone's schedule i mean when you got like 15 assistants which i'm assuming he has somebody's gonna fuck up along the line somewhere and yeah maybe there's a small small chance that they wanted to hide the fact that he was at his particular cottage because who wants to be bothered when they're trying to take a vacation? I wouldn't be. I wouldn't want people to know where I am. I would I, want them to say something vague like Ontario as well. Like, leave yeah. me the fuck alone. Let me have my vacation. Who cares?
1: It, it it leads to a couple more questions because yesterday they didn't say just Ontario. They specifically said Ottawa and they specifically said private meetings. Well, it wasn't Ottawa and it wasn't private there meetings. Was it was that up. A cottage on Georgian Bay and that's fine Ontario's good enough Ontario's a big province he can blend in with the 14 and a half million people um does it make a difference though that the cottage is owned by Galen Weston
0: <laughs> it doesn't surprise me that the cottage <laughs> is owned by Galen Weston uh and maybe he maybe you would want to hide that you were hanging out with him on there I, I don't know
1: <laughs> but hey maybe they're, h- maybe they're talking about his next freezer purchase <laughs> so it's his buddy's but so
0: it's his buddy's cottage basically who hasn't had that happen before when you're just working through the summer and then all of a sudden hey buddy my guest house at my cottage is up for grabs this week only though fuck i'd jump on that too maybe make some last minute changes and i'd fucking go to galen weston's cottage you better believe it
1: if i'm galen weston i'm staying as far away from justin trudeau as possible and i'll tell you why number one there's a bit of heat on jt right now number two it would be a colossal pain in the ass when you're trying to relax at your big, beautiful cottage on Georgian Bay to have the prime minister stay with you. And granted, that'd be awesome. Like, holy shit, the leader of the country is here at my cottage. But so is about 50 uh, uh, security guards that mm-hmm. are here watching him. There's SUVs parked all over my lawn. I can't even walk out the back door because there's people in boats with tele-lens cameras ready to snap shots of me everywhere. That'd be a huge invasion of privacy and a massive inconvenience. I would probably just tell Justin, hey, listen, you come stay with me because we can hang out because we're boys. But we're not actually going to go to my cottage because people might figure that out. We're actually going to go to... um, I don't know. Who's some other Canadian billionaire's house?
0: Fucking Kevin O'Leary's. Kevin O'Leary's Kevin. cottage.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the best part is his wife's driving the boat. Let's go.
0: <laughs> what could possibly go wrong?
1: <laughs> uh, let me read. Oh, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs have been a colossal disappointment again.
0: Oh, we didn't even we didn't get a chance to address this because we didn't have a podcast yesterday.
1: So. Uh... What went wrong? What went wrong? Uh, and is it Kyle Dubas' fault? Is it Sheldon know. Keefe's fault? I mean, Is it Freddie Anderson's fault? I don't know. You John could, Tavares. I've heard a few people blame. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, and I mean, you could pick it apart. You could you could take all the time you want to, and, and by the way, the analysts are already doing that. And I fucking it drives me crazy when they just go and like five hours worth of talking shit. We really, I mean, we don't know. But do does a trade or does something need to be changed? Do they need to make a trade? Do they need to make some moves? Yes, maybe. Yeah. Yes. You know yeah. what? I think most Leafs fans will go. Yeah. And I know it sucks to be like, again, again, we have to, to make a change again. We have to do something again. We have to change this team and it sucks and it blows. But yeah, maybe that's what they have to do until they get the right piece or the missing pieces.
1: They just can't get everything all working well yeah. at once. That seems to be the biggest problem. And I don't know if that comes from the top or if it's uh, the players but you know that's a good young healthy group that had reason to have a little swagger walking into these playoffs they were underdogs but they still had the skill to compete with with Boston and Philadelphia and and the Golden Knights and the list goes on they had potential that they completely, shit the bet on, and did not live up to. Mm -hmm. They didn't live up to their potential. And that's disappointing. You can't even really blame it all on inexperience. A couple years ago, yeah, sure. This year, they are more experienced. They knew what to expect coming in, and they had three, four months to prepare for it. No excuse for this. Uh, Freddie Anderson was one of the best goalies in hockey for a long time. He wasn't great in this series. John Tavares, eh, eh. You know, we would have won the series in 4 had all the different posts that he hit gone in. You know, uh, there's some people who think, eh, you know, what John, your shot's not working, so you probably should have dumped it off to Marner or to Matthews. Maybe where was Mitch Marner? Relatively quiet during this series. There's a lot of of different things that you can center out as the reason. I'm still going with the curse. And I know it sounds stupid and has nothing to do with hockey, (laughs) but I honestly believe we're cursed.
0: Yeah, we might be. No, we might be. We totally might be cursed.
1: Let me read a couple of DMs that came in. Good morning. I am listening to your August 6th podcast, Back to School. As soon as I was able to sign my 12-year-old up to head back, I did. He's super excited. And no, I was not that parent that reached out to his friend's parents to see what they were doing. Mm -hmm. He didn't have a choice. I'm banking on all these whiny parents to keep their kids home. So my child can have a little more one-on-one learning. Ah, a parent's dream. Ah. Not in a situation to afford private school. That would be a real dream. My son has his own PPE. He doesn't need what the school will supply. But I'm lucky he can take care of himself if he needs to stay home. The one thing I hated about all this back-to-school shit, Scott, was those assholes that attack parents saying, parents need to stop thinking of school as childcare. The teachers are not your babysitter. It's a schedule that we've been going on forever. I don't know. I need to stop listening to you before work. Because I say "fuck" a lot at work, and then snicker. I'm 40 years old, and I still think it's hilarious when people say that word. So childish. <laughs> By the way, Scott, love your Manscaped commercial. Thank you. Yes. Um, Shave your unit. Promo code after nine.
0: I love. I actually find it super refreshing to hear opinions like that. Because I do find I'm, I walk on eggshells almost talking to some of my friends with school-age children because I really don't know what to expect when I ask them, "Hey, how do you feel yep. uh, about you know your kid going back?" And so, so, you'll get one one or the other. Sometimes a, a good, in my opinion, like a head on your shoulders, good response every now and again. But mostly it's a, "Oh fuck this man, this is crazy. I don't fucking know what they're fucking thinking." Like first of all, what did you expect? What exactly? Like I've said before, they're not going to be able to wave a magic wand and make a perfect solution and make COVID go away. Once you enter school doors, we know that can't happen. Okay. So we know shit might happen. You need to make the choice that's best for you. And if you, you can't have it always, you can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can't bitch and complain that you can't go to work. What, you know, if that's what you choose to do, that's what you choose to do. I don't
1: know. On- Ontario is also doing the exact same thing as every other province in the country. Yeah. Every province went with the same plan that Ontario's going with, uh, with a few modifications. For example, Quebec has said grade five and up needs to wear a mask. Um, Some of them are not hiring more school nurses like Ontario is. There's uh, different changes, but for the most part, everybody's going back to school full time. Uh, I got another message, and this is the one we were talking about relationships and marriage and we were talking about kids and divorce and family law i think that was last thursday's podcast this person says scott i know that this will not be a popular opinion but i've been thinking about this for a long time and i mainly agree with you about the fact that dads should have more rights Uh, By the way, when I said that, I was talking about overall, generally, when you go into a custody situation, the cards are stacked in favor of mom and against dad. But that's just generally speaking. It doesn't happen that way in every case. But anyway, uh, she's got an interesting theory. I'd love to get your take on this cat. Okay, sure. She says. When a woman gets pregnant. The man should have more rights. I.E., It should be a joint decision about whether or not they're going to have that baby. Scott, it is the woman's body. And yes, she should have the final say. But if they both created the baby. And they do not agree on whether or not they should have that baby. The father should not be held responsible for child support for that baby.
0: Okay, so no financial responsibility. So for those okay.
1: who didn't understand that, basically what they're saying is mom and dad create a baby. Mom wants to have the baby. Dad does not. If mom goes ahead and has that baby anyway, dad's off the hook because he said no from the start. No child support. What do you think?
0: Yeah, um, you know, that's an, it doesn't infuriate me right away, <laughs> for sure. But there's so much... There's so much t- more to it. I don't know if it's a total black and white thing because you could have some, you know, dipshit dingus that's knocked up three, four five women mm-hmm. a- and basically just a serial
1: like, impregnator. But
0: pretty much. And th- there are those people there. Those people exist and they need to be held accountable to pay for that child support for those women. So, in a lot of cases, I say that does that. It's nice and real. It sounds like, oh, you could maybe make that work, but it's not very realistic just based on the shitty scum that's out there that will take full advantage of this. And don't forget, yes, absolutely, in some cases, it is a real conversation that's had between couples where she says, "Oh, let's you know, let's keep the baby," but we're we're in a relationship, we're a couple, but this is going to break us apart because I want this baby. That's fun and great and wonderful to think of. That's not always the case. It's usually some prick job who's fucking around with a bunch of women who knocks them up and then goes, well, I want that baby. So I'm out. <laughs> Wipe my hands clean to you. So that doesn't work for me based on the fact that there's a lot of pieces of shit out there that will take full advantage of that.
1: OK, but the the woman uh, did have sex with him and presumably she could have insisted on a condom at least. Right. Well, She could have been on the pill.
0: Yeah, that goes both ways, though. He could have fucking done something, too. That's such bullshit. You really don't want a baby. You know how it works. And if you're that fucking dumb, you shouldn't. You, like, you shouldn't be doing that anyway. No, I, I just I don't agree with that. Just based on people, too many people taking advantage. I do, though. However, think that in some cases it would have to again go case by case. Like again, I don't think it's so black and white. But where if it's a couple, and then the couple has always said we don't want to have kids, we don't want to have kids, we don't want to have kids. She decides differently and when she gets pregnant says, oh, I want to keep it now though. And he says, well, that's it for me then. You want to keep this baby? It's not happening. Then there should be a way that you can just mutually part and sign something that says, I'm not paying child support for this because I did not agree on it. But again, it doesn't work that way. In but the, 90- then
1: again, they would have to agree on that. Yeah. She would have to agree to sure. let him off the hook for yes. that.
0: Yes. Like I just, it would never work. It would never work is what I'm trying to say ever.
1: Hmm. Uh, It's a tough situation. I don't even really know how I feel about this take. I'm glad I got to read that perspective. And to be honest with you, it was a little surprising coming from a woman. And I know there's probably people listening right now, uh, probably yelling at their phone. What about the women who get pregnant on purpose to trap a guy? And that happens, too. Let's be perfectly honest here. Yeah. Maybe there is something to what she's saying here. Uh, Having said that, I would never, ever Want a kid to not have everything that they should in life just because mom and dad couldn't agree on uh, various things. Uh, Maybe they shouldn't have had sex in the first place. Mm -hmm. Maybe they definitely shouldn't have had uh, uh, unprotected sex in the first place. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, for that to happen and then dad decides, "Eh, I don't really want to be involved here. So if you want to have that baby, you're on your own. It's really the child that suffers. The child is going to grow up without the benefit of the extra income, the support. I mean, that's exactly what support is for, is to support their development and upbringing. Uh, I would just, I don't know how I feel about it. How about that? I don't know how I feel about it. And that does not happen to me very often. A lot of pros and cons that I've got away in my head.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair. I got a DM. Okay, go ahead. So I got a message about. Do you remember the story that we told? And it was, I think, many a podcast ago about the woman who told her blind friend she could not bring her assist her dog, um, who assists her constantly, to her wedding. Reason being, she had allergic she would have an allergic reaction, and it's her day, damn it. Um, So I got a message from Stephanie. Good morning, Cat. On the bride and the blind friend, I do not believe the bride is being unreasonable. As a future bride myself, I wouldn't want to be stoned on pills on my wedding day or dying from an allergic reaction. The bride gets one fucking day where it's about her. If blind friend isn't willing to make the sacrifice for one day, maybe she shouldn't go to the wedding. Does that make me an asshole? Stephanie asks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We could do our own. Am I an asshole section? We well, yeah, certainly could.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. And you know what? No, I mean, by the way, in that story, maybe that's the first time you're hearing of it because you didn't get a chance to listen to that podcast, which was a while ago. Uh, the but
1: Actually, you know what? It did show up in the best of summer so far that came out there yesterday. There you go.
0: So that's why it got brought up. So the, re- <laughs> the reason why I think that, that the bride is in the right, too, is because she offered the chick assistance. She offered to bring in someone instead of her dog, of course, to assist her throughout the night. I thought that that was a lovely gesture and that hopefully she ended up following through. I don't know if we ever found out what happened because it was through the Reddit thread, I believe, <laughs> wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah, it was. All right, let me uh, sk- uh, skip through a couple of DMs here as well. Um, Scott Cat is right. The Raptors schedule in the bubble is complete bullshit. In the regular season, they had the second easiest schedule left. So, yes, Kat is right when she says the NBA is trying to screw the Raptors. Mm -hmm. Well, the Raptors are doing just fine. They've secured Brooklyn in the first round of the playoffs. And to quote the great Masai Ujiri, fuck Brooklyn.
0: Fuck Brooklyn. That's right. That quote, will, that's the best. That was still one of my favorite moments ever, ever in Raptors history. Yeah, I do. I do think that there's a lot of things against them. So the fact that they're doing so well with all those things against them so far gives me tingles, gives me tingles and gets me really excited for the basketball season.
1: Let me read one more DM and it's, we're going to circle back to the back to school thing because I just found this one here. Scott, great podcast this morning. As a teacher, I cannot stand people right now. They would complain regardless. And no matter the situation, they will be pissed off, whether it's online full-time or half-time. Nobody's forcing anybody to do anything. And I love that you say because you made the choice doesn't mean you need to force it on others. I work with teachers who have been on a constant complaining spree, and it's those teachers who that make us all look bad. I'm really excited to get back to school and bring some happiness into students' lives from all this chaos. Please keep me anonymous. Yes! <laughs> there's a great teacher. There's a fantastic teacher. I love it. She's excited to get back to work, and yeah, there's going to be some challenges, but she's going to make it work, and she's reminding everybody, you have a choice. I actually read another great story. It's about a teacher in Mexico. Speaking of good teachers, okay, this one is great. Mexico does not have the same infrastructure that we have here in Ontario. They can't offer distance learning in the way that we can. This teacher happens to be a spec ed teacher. She's got a class full of kids that are on the autism spectrum. She spends two hours a day just driving. That doesn't include her instruction time. She just drives to all her different students' houses And the kid will climb into the back of the pickup truck that she has and she set up a little table and she will sit there and do one on one class instruction to make sure that those kids that are on the spectrum get everything they need to continue their development through school.
0: How amazing is that?
1: You want to talk about going above and beyond? That's pretty damn above and very no beyond.
0: shit. That is great. You know, you hear stories like that and then you hear story, stories about people who have like everything really handed to them, bitching and moaning and complaining about something or, or the other. And then you hear stories about people like this who go far out of their way that don't have to do that just for a love of what they do and a love for the
1: kids. I think that's awesome. Okay, everybody, thank you for checking out After 9. We had a great time today. We uh, have so much more to talk about, but there's still many days left in this week, and that's when we will do that. In the meantime, hit that subscribe button and tell a friend. Do it. Tell somebody else about After 9. Yeah, be like, hey,
0: hey, you, maybe you're right now, you're out in public somewhere. I don't know. Uh, Just say, hey, you, check out After 9.
1: Well, you know, it's, it's funny because people will regularly and maybe it's just to solicit comments or maybe they're actually curious but they'll put up that that post on on facebook or on twitter need something new to watch recommendations please you don't need to recommend a tv show recommend a podcast here's something that you can listen to while you're multitasking and doing other things right don't recommend a show recommend a podcast and make it after nine okay have a good day everybody